Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everything Ema podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Tillery, and normally I would sit here and I'd say, it's a beautiful Wednesday where I'm at, and I hope the same for you. While I do hope it is the same for you, I'm not wishing any negative Wednesdays here by any means. It is 106 degrees this week in Kansas City. The high is like 111. I'm living in the middle of Death Valley in the middle of the United States right now. How crazy is that? And I'm not trying to sit here saying I'm complaining or whatever the case is. I'm sure you guys are also experiencing just ungodly heat at the moment. All I'm trying to say is this. My Wednesday hasn't been a knockout of the park. Usually I feel like I step up into the batting cage. I get a good hack at the baseball. And even if it doesn't get out of the park, you know, I'm stretching it into a double. I'm legging out the third baseman, throwing me out. That's all I'm doing. Today's Wednesday felt like I swung in a ball in the dirt and struck out on strike three. I'm headed back to the dugout. That's what's happening. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you about my morning. My family got a new dog recently. I I love the guy. He's the best in the world. The issue, my parents are currently gone on a vacation in Croatia, which I know is kind of a subtle flex. It's not me. My pockets aren't that deep. I I just graduated college. I don't have that kind of money. I don't have Croatia money yet. The only thing is I'm watching this little dog, right? He doesn't understand anything about his habits yet. You know, if you catch him going to the bathroom on the routine chance that he'll go in the mornings, not inside the house, that's a great day. That's a great start to your day. Every day he'll sleep mostly through the night and he'll wake me up around maybe four, five, six, somewhere in that range. This morning started bright and early at 5.15 a.m., which normally you get up, the sun's not out, it looks like it's midnight still. You know, you get the dog's food, you get them outside, and then they're running around the house freaking out. So I let the dogs outside, right? And all I see is the screened-in door. It is solid white with fog. I mean, it looks like I'm looking through Casper the Ghost to start off today's morning. I was like, all right, well, it's going to be hot. It's not going to be a cold day out there. But you know, at 5 a.m., you think it's going to be a little bit chillier than you hope. You know, it's going to be a little bit cooler. It's not going to be that hot. It's not just crazy. Even though it is the middle of the summer, it can't be that bad. You open up the door, and the absolute microwave of heat hits me straight in the face. So I decide, you know what? I'm going to pull out my phone. Let's check the temperature, see what it is. My friends, do you have any guesses at what the temperature was this early? It's 5 a.m., keep it in mind. It's dark, it's, you know, there's no sun out, there's no light. It's just my flashlight on the phone keeping me, keeping me walking on the right path. Ladies and gentlemen, it was 91 degrees when I checked my phone at 5.15 in the morning. How ridiculous is that? I know that was a long story to say that I hope you're having a good Wednesday. That's better than mine, but it's scorching out there. I mean, everybody and their brother is dealing with the heat right now, so I, I'm not, you know, I'm not the only one suffering here. I hope you're all doing well. Have some water. You have something cold nearby, and in the interest of having something cold nearby, I know you're probably wondering, Joe, how do I get one of those super sweet koozies you always talk about on the podcast? How do I get one of those? Well, random listener, I will tell you this. All you have to do is go into the podcast, wherever you're listening this at, whether it be Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, Deezer, you know, and any other fifth option you can think of. Whatever you might be listening this to on, that's all you got to do. Go in and leave us a five-star rating and review on the show. Screenshot that, send it over to Pete Mundo. That is Pete, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And it will send you back an ice-cold, awesome koozie. Maybe the koozie itself is an ice-cold, but you can put something in it to keep the drink cold and the koozie koozie temperature, I suppose. But that's a long way to say I hope your day is going well and we are going to talk about some football today. I promise you that. Let me get started by saying this. Football is in the air, my friends. And when I say my friends, all I can hear is Jim Nance. That's how close football is. My friends. That's all I'm hearing right now. It's a beautiful day for football. We're less than a week away from college football at certain teams. And K-State, yes, I know we have to wait till the second, but that's less than two weeks away. 
I mean, we waited an entire year for this. Now we're two weeks away. We are so close. The end is in sight. And one thing I noticed, you know, I graduated college back in 2022 in December. So I was in college the last time I was covering, you know, the, the league in the Big 12. So a lot of my time was still in the classroom, not worried as much about the football side of things. I wasn't around for the offseason in this sense, working with the company. One thing I've noticed about this week in particular, this is the hardest time to podcast of all time. This specific week, this is a grind. I mean, I'm having fun and I tell you what, I'm not letting anything stop us here, okay? We've got a show to fill, we've got people to talk about, we've got things on the schedule, I promise you that. But it's not to say this isn't tough. It's not to say this isn't tough at all, but I am so grateful for you guys listening. But ladies and gentlemen, I spared no, I would say expense, but ladies and gentlemen, I did the work here. I got things listed for us and we've got some stuff to talk about today, starting off with some NFL preseason debuts. I say that and I know you know who I'm talking about. Mr. Deuce Vaughn, former K-State running back, two-time All-American, goes to the Dallas Cowboys and is incredible in preseason. Now I know, I know what you're thinking, Joe. It is just NFL preseason. He's playing against guys who are going to work at Foot Locker in a week and a half. Don't overreact to this. Don't overreact to this. I tell you what, I'm going to overreact to this. I'm going to 100% overreact to this because of these storylines all offseason. You know, we're all K-State fans here. I imagine you're a K-State fan. If not, then you know what? What's up? I hope you're having a great day. You're along for the ride, and I appreciate that. We K-State fans had an idea of what Deuce Vaughn would do, no matter where he goes in the NFL draft. But as the NFL world looked at Deuce Vaughn, and they looked at his stature of 5'5", five 5'6", five, five they said, you know what, man? You're too small to be an NFL running back. I know you just put a buck 30 and a score against Nick Saban in Alabama, one of the best college football teams of all time. But I think you're going to struggle in the NFL. You know, this league where all the guys you just played against are in here now, it's going to be tougher for you. you know, there's bigger people, and I don't know if you can handle that. Give me a break. No way. I mean, this guy was incredible. You don't become a two-time All-American by being six foot one. That's not the cutoff here. I mean, maybe if it's a six foot and over convention, you're going to get a little love. But Deuce Vaughn is one of the hardest players to bring down in all of football. I know that's comparative to say at the NFL level, considering we've seen him twice in action now. But at the college football level, I mean, you had Iowa State's running back, Brees Hall, now a fan favorite in New York, even a favorite of new quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Brees Hall goes, he's a top two back in the draft class. Talking about Deuce Vaughn right behind Bijan Robinson, that's what we saw. Everybody saw that. But suddenly, the NFL draft happens and Deuce Vaughn slips to the sixth round. I don't know how you let that happen. Of course, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys snag him, and Deuce is now a cowboy in his home state, working for his dad. How cool is that? We all saw the story. But immediately upon showing up to camp, the first video that someone posts, the caption reads, wow, someone let their little brother come out and play. That's great. Someone brought their son. Take your kid to work day. Ha ha ha. That's all that was said about Deuce Vaughn. He's too little. He's never going to make it. Oh my goodness. Do you feel bad now? Do you feel bad, NFL media? Because every post I see from the NFL account, it's a graphic of Deuce Vaughn. It's Deuce Vaughn snapping someone's ankles in the open field. And I want to give a shout out to someone that mentioned this. I saw a really funny interaction on Twitter the other day reacting to Deuce Vaughn. There was a K-State fan getting into it with another NFL fan talking about Deuce's height. He made some joke about why Deuce's nickname is Deuce and said something about his height. I kind of forget that. It wasn't that great. The K-State fan responded and said, no, he got the nickname Deuce because that's how many ankles he takes in the open field. He takes two deuces he's gone that's what deuce vaughn's capable of deuces he's gone deuce vaughn i'm gonna tell you right now we need to bookmark that and put it on a shirt deuce vaughn explodes 
Week one, rushing touchdown, averaging six yards a carry, eight for 40, whatever the case was, eight for 45, 46. Math would say 48, but I don't think it was fully 48. Week two, Deuce goes out there and redoes it again. The entire drive, if you missed this game, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the mind of Mike McCarthy on this, head coach for the Cowboys. Why don't we just give the ball to number 22? As you can see, this is my horrible Mike McCarthy impersonation. She's not even really, doesn't really have a Houston accent, Texas accent, but I'm rolling with it. Why don't we give the ball to number 22? He seems pretty good at football. That was the game plan, fellas. And it worked. It 100% worked. The first drive, it was genius. Mike McCarthy goes out there and decides, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. Deuce Vaughn, he's got a target on his back from week one. Everybody's excited to see this kid. Why don't we just go out there and run a play-action pass until they stop it? Let's just pretend to give the ball to Deuce on every single drive, every single play of this drive, and then until they stop the play-action pass, let's just keep doing it. That's our game plan here. And they marched down the field. Will Greer led the drive, another former Big 12 player. Led the drive, hit every single backup tight end on the roster after the first two starters. Every single one of them. I can't name some of them. That's how many tight ends they hit. Sure enough, they start marching down. First down, first down, first down. Eight play drive, you know, 88 yards at the time. Something crazy. Maybe not 88 yards. It's like 80 yards. And they get down to about the 15-yard line. And this is literally not, not running just a drop back and shotgun, throw it out, spread offense. This is literally fake the give the deuce, roll out, Pitch it to a tight end. That's what it was. And then finally, the ninth play of the drive, they give it to Deuce. And Deuce takes it to the crib. First carry of the drive, and I I assume everybody thought it was going to be a play-action pass. You know, you run nine in a row. So Deuce is a one-on-one with a linebacker, spins out of a tackle, and scores. His first touch in that game goes for six. Deuce now has two touchdowns in his first two weeks. And the NFL media changed. Every single post you see, it's who's been the preseason MVP. All I'm seeing is Deuce Vaughn. Everybody knows this guy's legit. However, the funniest part of my summer has been watching everyone eat their words. Saying, well, this guy's not very good, you know, it's going to stop, you know, his athleticism is going to catch up to him. I saw that tweet so much, KU fans specifically. That doesn't surprise any of us here, but our rivals were saying, you know what, I mean, Deuce was really good in college, but, you know, once he gets to the pros, he's not going to be very good. I don't think that, how? How do you feel that way? I heard that constantly from our rivals. I mean, Deuce was pretty good, you know, but uh, he's going to lose his athleticism at some point. The NFL is going to, you know, beat him down too much. He's too little. As if there wasn't already a K-State running back headed for the Hall of Fame that had a massive successful career of a very similar stature in Darren Sproles. You know, the track record's set for Deuce. He's ready to go. And now, going into training camp, he was technically competing for a spot for the roster. He's on the roster. You don't score twice in preseason and not be on the roster. So they enter with the running back situation. You've got Tony Pollard under contract-ish. I mean, those contracts are so hit or miss. He's going to be playing under the franchise tag next year, I assume, if the Cowboys keep him around. And then Deuce is the next player in the machine. The machine being the running back market. And I'll hit a quick step on that as to how that affects Deuce, because Deuce is stepping in line for that, for sure. The way the running back market is right now, you've seen it with Jonathan Taylor. If you're not a big NFL fan, I'll give you the quick synopsis in about 30 seconds of how it works. Basically, right now, running back value is so undervalued. Basically, the running back market right now is so undervalued that you can take a kid in the seventh round from any college in America that's probably okay and get within two to 300 rushing yards of that of your star back, the guy you're going to pay $84 million over six years. You can sign a guy for a million and a half a year, you know, the league minimum of 500000 bucks. 
and that guy can go get 800 yards while your stud back's getting 1,100. That's pretty comparable. So what every NFL team has done is said, you know what, there's no point in paying running backs. There is no point in paying running backs. Because you overuse them, and the case is, well, you're pretty used up, man. We already used you pretty hard. We gave you 750 carries in three years. I think the fourth year going to slow down. We're going to draft another kid. And they just move on. Instead of giving their running back $20 million over the next two years, you save a heck of a lot of money. And Deuce Vaughn has been drafted for that specific role. You know, maybe if you want to make the excuse he's been a feel-good story, they just drafted him for the sake of it. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. That's the case. Tony Pollard is going to be the next running back to fit into that machine. We all know the Dallas Cowboys aren't paying the guy. They didn't pay DeMarco Murray after he had almost 25 touchdowns. You've seen so many good running backs leave Dallas and say, you know what, why didn't I get a second contract? I mean, Zeke faded off fast. He hit that wall at racing speeds and now cannot move past that wall. Now he's with the Patriots. Don't know how that's going to work out, but it's something. They don't pay running backs in the NFL anymore. So Deuce has been the next man drafted to take Tony Pollard's spot two years from now. You give him two years of NFL football, two years of training camp, OTAs, of different things they can do to get up to game speed. Deuce is going to be a big playmaker in the NFL for a long time. That's what I saw through preseason. That's what I saw, man. You see guys step out in preseason. It's like, well, okay, this guy's good enough. He's ready to be in the NFL. Some people say that it's the junior league in college football. Not really. It's not really, but they refer to the NFL as the men's league is the idea. You know, it's the pros. Is there that much of a difference for some of these guys? I've always made the case that at the running back position, it's the closest gap. Going from a college running back to being an NFL running back, that's the easiest skill gap to learn, I would say. You know, there's a heck of a lot you got to learn as a quarterback, as a tight end, as a wide receiver, as a lineman, any spot on the defense. And there's still a ton you have to know as a running back, all the pass protections and blitz pickups, but it just feels like there's a quicker learning curve as a running back than there is any other position on the field. So you get guys like Deuce in the sixth round who are two-time All-Americans. Jameer Gibbs, who was less of a player than Deuce Vaughn was in college, went with the 15th pick, the 12th pick. Deuce goes in the sixth round. That's a free pick. You're, you don't even need a six-round pick at that point. You can just toss something out and see if it works. They get a two-time All-American in the sixth round, and he's one of the most talented players in NFL preseason. Deuce Vaughn is going to continue to shine, my friends. we got to set our clocks by it. K-State is going to continue to put dudes into the league like Deuce more than ever before. And I've gotten, I've gotten some criticism and, and kind of some pushback of some of my criticisms of Bill Snyder towards the end of his career, I mean, Snyder 2.0 was just not the same. We all know that. Nobody's debating me on that. But you'd produce an NFL talent, like a stud NFL talent, once every three or four years. You know, obviously you had back Terrence Newman, you had Jordy Nelson, you have Tyler Lockett. There's a couple of guys you can focus on here and there. But consistently, year in and year out, there wasn't an NFL pick that was a great player every single season. Chris Kleiman is positioning K-State into that point, my friends. That's the beautiful part of college football, and I can't wait to be on that journey with you. That all starts up on September 2nd. That is less than two weeks away, ladies and gentlemen. Next episode, I will hit you with the first preview of the college football season for K-State football. How about that? I can't believe we made it here. It's a great day to be a Wildcat. Thank you so much for listening to the Everything Emob podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Tillery. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day, and go Cats!